In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to do part two of pet grief. Um, in part one, we talked a lot about grief, about the process of losing your furry friends and the, the feelings and what's right and wrong. So if you haven't listened to that episode, jump back one because uh, we, we, we cover a lot of ground in that one. And we're going to continue on and kind of finish up with part two. But in this part, I'm going to specifically talk about the, the, the end of life decisions that go into pets sometimes and how that can be difficult and, and maybe help you navigate it a little bit better. So, um, yeah, um, hang in there, folks. We will be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Thanks for joining us, folks. We are here in the podcast, your voice, as you can see behind me here, <laughs> podcast, your voice, Southfield Studios, the palatial studios. We're hanging out, doing a podcast. Uh, Jamie sat down for a moment. What's going on, Jamie? In. Yeah, you just popped in. Yeah, yeah. Nice of you to join us. Love having you here, man. <laughs> well, love hey, having you here. I love being here. I know. it's a bit, I, I know those of you who listened to last episode, it, we, we had a couple weeks off because of, of, again, going through the pet grieving process. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but but we're back. So yeah, um, let me throw this out. I, I may have done it a couple shows ago. But yeah, if, if you're interested, just in general, if you guys want to do a podcast, podcastyourvoice.com. Check it out. Um, again, I... I other than not giving my show notes, I just walk in, I sit down, I record, and I leave. And and they take care of everything else as far as the technology, the recording, the the, the posting, everything. They, they, they take care of everything. So check them out, podcastervoice.com. They will take care of you. And again, I don't care if you can do a podcast on toothpicks. Somebody will listen. <laughs> Whatever. You know. You've, you've been listening. I have been. Yes. Got, yes. I do, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for stopping in, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. So we're here, and there's Matt back with us. You know, Mother Nature. They're just doing musical chairs because, yeah. you know, they. Mother Nature's a bitch. They're, they're yeah, they're, they're crazy like that. <laughs> <gasps> oh, great Odin's Raven. Uh, so let me tell you, folks, where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Check that out. Um, and I mentioned last episode, I don't know when this this should air in the next week or so. So it's we're starting to get into prom season, which means some high schools have post-prom parties um and i find this is weird because in michigan it's all grad nights for the most part right a lot of other midwest like illinois iowa wisconsin area they do post prom parties and they don't do anything for grad night and it's very odd and then florida does grad nights so it's very different depending on where you're at in the country but if you're looking for entertainment it's booking up quick. There are only a couple of dates left. I was, I said during the last uh, last episode, I'm thinking I'm up to 28 shows in a, in two months. Wow! Starting actually a month, two 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 months in a couple of weeks. Um, 
So yeah, if you're interested in the show, definitely check out the website, click on show and, and show inquiry. You just put in your information. I can tell you immediately if I'm available and what your price would be. Go for it. Check me out on social media, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist. And on Instagram and Snapchat, which are both Motor City Hypno. H-Y-P-N-O. H-Y-P-N-O. And as always, like we say every episode, free hypnosis guide is out there. Click on the link, download it, and it's yours. Easy as that. Cool. Simple, easy peasy. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> no. No. Don't shut me up. All right. Yeah. So here, are we going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do this. All right. How it is done. All right. Yes, it is. So th- this story just happened three days ago. Well, okay. So, and this happened here in Michigan and Waterford. Okay. So I, I don't want to give you the title because that'll ruin the story for All you. Right. So I'm going to read the story. Go for it. Um, a young pilot is thanking her lucky stars there was someone on hand to guide her down into an emergency landing after she lost part of her landing gear during her takeoff. Wait a minute. This happened here locally. Yeah, in Waterford. Waterford Airport. Yeah. I have not heard this. Yes. I just There's there's video of it also. Oh, my goodness. All yeah. right. Go on. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. Chris Yates, a veteran pilot at the airport, radioed the control tower to alert them of a potential disaster but the control tower operators had never seen it happen before and didn't know what to do. Okay. The tower patched Yates through to the young pilot whose name was Taylor Hash. Hash was only on her third ever solo flight. <laughs> wow. And the anxiety was thick in her voice. <laughs> sure. Taylor, this is Chris. My daughter's name is Taylor, and I taught her to fly. We're going to be just fine, kiddo. All right. That was the first thing he said to her. All right. Uh, were among the first things he said. A student pilot, Hash, was up in a Diamond Star single-engine aircraft from Oakland County International Airport, Michigan. At the time of the incident, she had a total of 57 flight hours. Wow. Yeah. Brand new. Newbie. Yates, the former director of aviation at SpaceX... Talk okay. about a guy being in the right in the right place at the right time. I, I, hit, I hit a hole in one on Mars. You'll be okay. I don't know what we're yelling about. So yes, Yates, the former director of aviation at SpaceX, managed to calm Hash down with a comment about his daughter before beginning to instruct her on how to make an emergency landing. Okay. Hash would have to land without a front tire, so Yates told her to keep circling the field until she felt ready to try and land the plane. Okay. I don't know if there's a missing paragraph in here. That's all. Well, it's not written well. Keep your keep your nose up, right? So, long story short, when she took off, the front wheel came off the plane. As soon as she rotated, to, to I'm using flight terms because I think I'm smart. <laughs> I ain't listening to you no more. When she rotate means when you start to lift off on right. the runway right. after you've gotten to full speed. Yeah. As soon as she started to rotate, the front wheel came off. The landing gear came off the front of the plane. Um, okay. But she had no idea. Well, she wouldn't because well, no, no alarms went off. Well, no, nothing. because, and she was already, you know, that the front, the front end of the plane was already off the ground. Okay. So, um, so Hash would have to land without a front tire, so Yates told her to keep circling the field until she felt ready to try and land the plane. 
All right. When you touch down, I just want that stick all the way back. You're going to hold that stick back like you don't want the nose to touch. He can be heard saying over the recorded radio conversation. Over and over again. Yes. The nose is going to come down. This is while it's happening because there's video of it with audio to go with it. He said, the nose is going to come down. You're okay. You're okay. Talk to me. That a girl proud of you. So WXYZ News Detroit shared another video of the landing taken by two onlookers who remarked beautiful, beautiful as she managed to touch down without the nose immediately smashing into the ground. Sure. I was thinking of my daughter and just how afraid and alone Hash probably felt, Yates told NBC News correspondent Gady Schwartz. NBC News Today interviewed Hash, who told them that as soon as he said that a girl, he goes, I'm proud of you. The waterworks came, Hash Aww. said, with Yates <laughs> revealing he too was crying. Uh, the FAA has said they are investigating what the cause of the malfunction was, while Hash said that, that despite frightening incidents, she has no plans to give up flying. Good. So if you see the video, it's 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 interesting. It's it is it's a single engine, like a small Cessna type yeah, plane, or yeah. you know, I'm I'm no flight expert, but so she had to come down on, on the back wheels, but keep the nose out, because like, usually when you touch down, you, the, the back wheels hit, and then the nose would just kind of rest right. down to the you ground. Just, she had, to, she had to keep that up as long as possible, and then as soon as that nose thing came down, the plane dug in and, and it kind of right. hopped up a little. So bit, it, she had to slow the plane down enough yeah so when the so nose that it wouldn't did flip hit, it wouldn't flip over. yeah right yeah so honestly i yeah just amazing i i've always been fascinated with pilots and flying but mm-hmm. uh i i just, yeah couldn't imagine having, you know. having a father who was a navigator on the f4 oh that's right you you, you know, know this I, it just you know i i just understand the mentality mm-hmm. and the steps that the the gentleman hash had to do was it was it hash the gentleman Hash, on the radio? Yeah, no, Hash was the girl. Hash was the girl. The Yates, gentleman on uh, Yates was the was the pilot. You know, the, the SpaceX for, guy. For him to be able to talk her down without being in the plane, right? Just the 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 terminology and, and mm-hmm. the knowledge as to how the plane yep. would interact with everything going on, and just and then to calm a a person down through that whole yeah. ordeal that's just incredible well and if you put it in perspective she had less than 57 right. she had 57 hours of flying time that's less than two weeks on a job correct think about that no i'm thinking yeah, about it yeah. right uh, but the other thing the other thing that's impressive about this is she goes to take off the front landing gear comes off the tower didn't see it right she, she didn't, didn't know how did she find had, out he saw it happen uh, and then he contacted the tower. Uh, so had he not been there, right? she would have flown. Now I, I, I would hope that, that the tower would have seen her coming in right? and alerted her. <laughs> hey, you have no nose gear. Do you know what I mean? Right. Uh, As she's coming in. For, right. You know, yeah. Right. Uh, but and her you final approach, but you don't oh, know, by the way, you're missing something. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but like I said, who knows? He, but but he brought it to their attention early enough that they had time to get this worked out. I'm so. glad he called the ball. I'm just yep. going to say, I'm glad he called the so ball. So to, to Chris Yates and I forgot the girl's name. Hash? Taylor Hash. Yes. Winners of the week for sure. Thank you for that. That's how winning is done. Yes, it is. So, back to it. All righty. So we're so we're on part two, folks, of of pet and gr- losing pets and grief, and and there there we covered a lot of a lot of ground in in episode number one, just about you know what happens when you lose your pet, the grieving stages, how they they're not necessarily um, 
you know, uh, they can overlap and you can go back and forth. It's not just straight through those. Mm-hmm. And there are different ways that people deal with grief. So, so I want to address some, some more practical or more some, some, I, I guess some more, I don't know. I don't want to say real. That's not really what I'm thinking, but realistic um, or uh, just, just things that you may have to deal with oh, if, if your okay. pet gets to that point where, Options. Okay, you know their life is near an end. Options. Options, let's say. Okay. And, and how to deal with that. Because here's the thing. The thing that we struggled with before, I mean, le- yes, letting go was very difficult sure. when, it, when it actually happened. But I, I, I'm almost a part of me was, was like relieved that we made the decision. I think the decision leading up was maybe more stressful. Right. Because you just don't know what's right. You don't know if it's the right time. Let When's me, the right time? Let me if ask you're you, doing something right or wrong. Let me ask you this question. When mm-hmm. you and Kendra and, and Ethan were, mm-hmm. were, were trying to make this decision, yep. did you, did you look in your dog's eyes yes. and could you see it in I, Pippin's eyes yes. that he, that he was in pain? I, my wife and I were, I think Kendra and I were both in agreement because I, I told, I, I had a discussion with everybody here in the studio before we started because he had started getting, a, he started getting a little bit off about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Not like anything major. He was still running. He was still playing. He was mm-hmm. still, he was still, but, but, he was but, still pipping. but like, no, a couple things were just kind of off. Like, like in the mornings he would go out and then he would come in and he would have a rice cake. He, he loved them. Okay. And about a month ago, he just started sniffing it and he put his nose up to it and just wouldn't take it. Hmm. That was like may- maybe one of the first signs. Um, maybe a week later, he stopped taking cookies when he came in from outside Ooh. later in the day, like the, you know, yeah. these little mini, you know, milk bones, milk or, bones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He stopped taking the cookies. In fact, he would sniff it or he would take it in his mouth and just drop it and walk away. Really? So, so, so we knew there, there was something, you know, something was not right. And, and, and definitely, and then, and then, you know, maybe two and a half weeks ago, he stopped eating his kibble altogether, the prescription food. So I thought, well, they sell this brand in a wet food, like in a canned food. Mm -hmm. So we switched to that and that was good for two days. Wow. And then he put his nose up at that. So we knew you could see, you, you could see the progression of this. So and and I and when we first called the service and I'm going to I'm going to plug them in a moment. We made an appointment for about a month out. But in the meantime that that next week we just saw it 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 just started going downhill the very quickly. Very, the progression yeah, sped up. Yeah. So we thought oh no, we need we need to pull this date up. So mm-hmm. so yeah, Kendra and I were in agreement so that that was good because we didn't th- there was no arguing, there was no you know, we wanted to be sensitive of each other's needs as well, but mm-hmm. we both agreed. I, I, we both think it's, it's time. it's time. Now, my son, my son was a little resistant at first, but then the day, the day, Tuesday morning was the day we had scheduled for, for the doctor to come out to the home. Mm-hmm. And he saw him outside trying to go to the bathroom. And sure. he, he couldn't, he, 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 he was, he was, Struggling, struggling to keep himself steady so he wouldn't fall over. And that's when he knew that. Yeah. Okay. It's right. So, but, but here's the team. Here's the, here's the, here's the struggle that people, it's, it's a personal decision and there are a lot of questions involved with it. One is, okay, do I, do I take the dog to the, to the hospital, to the vet, to Mm -hmm. the doctor to have him put to sleep? For most animals, I will say in general, this is a generalization for most animals that tends to be a stressful yeah trip 
going in the car, going into the vet, most most pets would be stressed for about that. They when they get to the vet, they smell it, and you don't know what mm-hmm. they're smelling. They know that it's a place, but they also smell right. what's going on behind the scenes too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I will say from what I've read, and and you can probably attest to this, Matt, but. Um, Cats are really thrown off when they're not in their in their home environment. Oh God! Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that that they get they just they they, they get really out of whack. So. You put you put them in a car carrier mm-hmm. in the car and they just lose their effing yep. mind. Right. Yeah. Yep. So so there are big decisions when you're talking about the final days. What's the right thing to do? What should I say or what should we decide on? I mean, and it really is a personal choice. And and also you have to take into account your pet's level of pain or discomfort or what they're dealing with. So there there are so many different, so many different things that go into this. The, so, so let me ask you yeah. some questions the variables, and, and this yeah. may help you. The yeah. variables that that really causes one is your pet in pain. Mm-hmm. And is it visible pain or is it something that you were tuned into because you've been, the cat has been, or dog has been with you for so long? Well, I, I think that would, yeah, I, th- I think owners, I think owners know their pets. Yeah. I, I would hope anyway. Yeah. You kind of know when your pet's off. Yeah. You kind of know when something's not right. Got it. Just in their behaviors. Are, do they have a very, do they have a difficult time going to the vet's office? Mm-hmm. That's a question to consider because okay. do you want to put this, do you want to put the stress on them at the end of their life? Is is that the best environment for this to happen in? Fair. Okay. Um, I, and this is a general question. In general, how do you deal with the loss of something? Mm-hmm. How do you deal with death? Right. Is it something that you have a very difficult time with? And what are your beliefs about it? Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it more being in public? When you're doing this at the vet or in private of your own, home. I, I I think well it depends. They're, that those are those are choices that we're going to get into. Okay, okay, yeah. It's well, cause I didn't know if we were there the yet. other, <laughs> not yet. Um, but again, how do you deal with death in general, and what are your beliefs about it? Now, I I, I hope Kendra doesn't get mad at me, and it's not her, but she's okay. got this extended family. I, uh, they probably don't listen to me, okay. uh, but um, they don't believe animals have souls. All dogs go to heaven. Well. But they, they they have they have this you know they're very okay you know whatever. to the side okay. you know very strict in their beliefs Every, everyone's entitled to their own but yeah their own ignorance whatever <laughs> I can say it I'll just say it but yeah they don't believe pets have a soul so yeah, whatever right. so <clears throat> uh, here's a question to ask will you be able to handle seeing your pet's health rapidly decline right. <laughs> Can I can can you deal with that? How, how's your disposition when it comes to that? Yeah, right. right. Um, is there pain under control? That's another question to ask. You know, but you don't know because animals they tend to they they're very good at hiding. Well, here's symptoms. here's the thing, and and I'm going to say this, and I'm not a veterinarian, neither but, am but, I. But I've but, talked to a few, and and again, I've known a lot of people in veterinary medicine over the years. Animals have a high pain tolerance. Very. Whether you believe that or not, but it's if they they can handle a lot. Yes, they can. Like I said, we were given my dog subcutaneous fluids every three days. So that would mean you kind of grab the scruff of his neck or his shoulder and just mm-hmm. kind of pinch it up. And then you just put a needle into the skin right. underneath the skin. He maybe flinched the time the whole time we were doing that. A couple of weeks we were doing that. He maybe flinched once. Sure. 
He just took it and just laid there. He just you know, so so animals have a very high pain tolerance. Um, but I think you can tell because you, I think you know, and you mentioned it, Matt. You can tell when when the, your pet's personality changes. Right. Some some you can tell something's off. Something's mm-hmm. not right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the pain level tolerance that animals have, mm-hmm. you've seen you've seen it. You know, I I I have a cat, so yeah. You know, I don't want my cat jumping from eight, nine feet up in the air onto oh, the ground. Yeah, because God, of, no. Right? But if it happens and they land, they might hurt themselves. Yeah. But if they do, you may not be there. Yeah. You get home and they're limping. You have no idea what happened. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then you a don't day, know. And then a day later, they're fine. Yeah. Because their pain tolerance yeah. level is yeah. just, oh. They can man. deal with it. Uh, is the condition treatable or curable? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing to ask because in in our dog's case, it was treatable, but it was not curable. Right. It's a progressive disease. It was only going to get worse. Sure. Even if it plateaued or regressed a little bit, mm-hmm. overall, it's going to progress. And it was his kidneys, correct? Yes. Okay. Correct. Uh, so those are the questions to ask. So here's the thing that a lot of people have difficulty with. Making the choice to euthanize your your animal, to put them to sleep. A lot of people feel guilt like they are abandoning them or they are killing them in some respects. Um, But I think you have to to look at, is this the best thing for the animal? Mm -hmm. Is this the best thing for your pet? And I know that's a tough question because you would think the best thing is living with you and and continuing to to be a part of the family and all of that. But but you have to really determine your pet's quality of life. That is really the big thing. Sure. And if they're not having a good quality of life, are are you keeping them there for you or for them? Right. And And that's that's, the tough question to ask. That's that gray area that people really get themselves into Mm -hmm. over uh, opinions. And then, you know, they're, they're one person gets mad at another person because they did this with their animal because they didn't believe in our right. Yeah. And, and I will say this. And again, I, I, I don't, I don't want this to sound very, I don't want this to sound negative or critical, but Mm -hmm. animals don't have deductive reasoning. Meaning they don't have self-awareness. They don't, they, they, they can't, they don't think like we do, but we impart those thinking patterns onto them. Right. Oh, they're thinking. They're, they're, they're always thinking, thinking. And they're smart, but they don't have the self-awareness to know, hey, I feel bad. I want my life to end. Right. That, they don't have that deductive reasoning. That, 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 that's not how pets think. That's not how animals think. Okay. So you have to do that for them sure. is my point on that. Right. They know they don't feel well, but it, that's it, just what they know. They know right. what they feel. That's it. Right. That they don't have anything beyond that, They're, any comprehension or any deductive reasoning beyond right. that. As as the pet owner, as, as as someone who sees this animal every single day, you can, like you say, you can tell when they're off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. They, they're they're lethargic or yep. they don't respond like they or, used yeah, to. Yeah, or they're not eating or they're, they're not, not drinking eating. or they're not using the bathroom or they're, yeah, there right. are all kinds There's, of signs. There are behaviors, you know, that, that you're used to seeing in your animal. And then if they're not reacting mm-hmm. the way they normally do, that's when your ears perk up, for lack yep. of a better Absolutely. term. Absolutely, right? yeah. Um, to really start paying attention to what is happening to my animal here. Yeah. So, so let me, let me address the specific questions that you need to ask if, if your, if your pet, 
if you believe your pet is nearing the end of their life. Mm. One is, do you want to be there when it happens? And and Kendra, God love her. Yeah. Know. Oh no, that and that's the whole thing. We struggled with playing God. That that yeah. was that was the very statement that we talked about. Yeah. And but, but I want to assure her and assure everybody else out there. I mean, yes, you're making the decision for a uh, for a being that doesn't have the capability to make that decision. Right. Now, this this will be a little controversial, and I'll say it anyway. Do you think if I'll say it about my dad because I know for a fact he was a nurse, he worked in healthcare, he worked on okay. infectious disease wards, so he worked with terminally ill people all the time. Okay, I know he would have said just just do a Kevorkian on me. Right. I know he would have said that. Mm. But just DNR me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 you know, again, that that's people have beliefs about that, too. Whether euthanasia with, for 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 humans is ethical or legal. It's not legal, but not it's gonna, ethical. I'm not going to say it. Again, uh, so anyway, um, so so do you want to be there when it happens? That's a tough choice and a tough thing for people to go through. We all decided to be there. I, th- I thought it was a. As sad and as heartbreaking as it was, it was a beautiful experience that we all had together. And it helps you, and I'm sure it's helping you through the grieving process. Absolutely. Because you were there. Yes, because sometimes if if you're not, and I I will say this, I, I, sometimes if you're not there when somebody passes, it, it doesn't sometimes doesn't seem as real it, it's not but there is no closure either well that too sometimes you want to oh i wish i could have been there or you have yeah you have some regrets about that some people will will avoid this because they they don't know what to expect on the day of the procedure what's going to happen how does this work is the is the dog or the animal going to suffer mm-hmm. so here's the thing and i and and here's here's how i'm just going to tell you how it works um the vet injects a sedative into your into your animal to make them more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's really a sedative, like um, um, it's 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 an it's a it's a light anesthesia. It makes a dog go to sleep. It okay. makes them super drowsy, so they don't they don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's like like you know being drugged up when you have mm-hmm. surgery or whatever. Sure. Um, and then they they uh, they do a uh, uh, a liquid barbiturate used to and that and, and, and to slow down the heart to slow or? down the heart and, and make it stop that process only lasts 10 to 20 seconds wow so there's no like there's there's no process there's no, of pain suffering or anything like that it's not so, prolonged yes exactly it's not a prolonged issue yeah. yes so here's here's the other thing that people worry about and here's where i want to get to plug my plug i want to learn about this service lap of love it's called lap of love lap of love yep they do in-home euthanasia for pets. Okay, you said this earlier, mm-hmm. putting the animal through the stress of getting it in yep. the car, going to the vet, putting yep. the stress through to the pet of going into the vet yes. because they they're, they're, they may not be the smartest thing, but they're very cognitive. Well, no, they, of their they know they don't like it there. They know no. they're, they're nervous, their stress is up and, and there are a lot of, yeah, there, there are a lot of disadvantages to mm-hmm. that. Even though you could be with them, it's not. It's 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 not an environment they want to be in. Sure. So, so lap of doing love. it at home, yeah. lap of love. What they do, and let me tell you their service. You can call ahead, uh, and and let me tell you just quickly. We scheduled a month out. I called them back, pushed it to like a week out, and then called them a third time and got it within two days. Mm. Now they say. They can't guarantee timing. That if it's an emergency, you're better to take your pet into the doctor. Mm-hmm. But we did have to wait for two days, but but we knew, okay, 
yeah, we know he's not feeling well, but but we have the setup. Mm-hmm. So the doctor comes, she comes in, explains everything to us. That that they give you as much time as you want. You know, they give that first dose, which puts them to sleep. You know, and they mm-hmm. she said, you know, you you can have fifteen twenty minutes. There's no rush. Wow. You know, he'll he'll be sleeping for a while, but he won't feel anything else after this. Mm-hmm. So know that we're ready. We can do this whenever you say go. Wow. So, and then afterwards, they they put him they put him on the stretcher and put a blanket over him, mm-hmm. and then. You know, it was just very, just classy and nice and, and just very caring. Sure. And then, then they, they, you know, she takes him with her when they leave, they do the cremation. If you want that, they can do private or a pub or, or, a, um, I don't know if it's public, but <laughs> Hey, you ready? Come on. We're burning dogs. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. Don't shut me up. All dogs go to private or like a group cremation where they just do them all together. But the private one, they can bring back your dog's ashes and and, and it comes and comes in a nice thing. And it was back within two days and they, they do, they did a paw print while, you know, after, after he'd passed, they did his paw print in this, in this, um, like a ceramic ceramic or like whatever that cement plaster, plaster, plaster paw print. And then she also snipped up a bunch of hair and put it in a, in like a little oh my like clear container. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, and essence, then, the essence of Pippin. And then she followed, then she sent an email the day, or maybe a day or two after, just the nicest couple of paragraphs saying, hey, if you need help or support, here's some groups to talk about, mm-hmm. here, or here's some groups you can call, here's some phone numbers, here's some other public groups that people are dealing with grief of, mm-hmm. of losing their pets. Wow. So there, there, there's tons of support out there. So so if you ever need, and, and you want to do this, and you want it to be something that's in home, which would be, again, ideal for your pet, mm-hmm. so they don't have to leave, and, and you know, they just, they're in their environment. They're, right. This is where they've lived their whole lives. And if you want it to end there, this this is a great service. It's called Lap of Love. I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, and and Doctor Stacy, who who did ours, was was fantastic, empathetic, caring, just just a fantastic. For for the for as hard it was as hard as it was to go through, it was the best it could have been. Are, are Does they, that make sense? Are they local, regional? Detroit, reach Southeast Michigan region. Okay. So right. I would say you know metro. Three metro county area, Oakland, yeah, Macomb, Oakland, Macomb, Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Lap of love. Mm-hmm. Is that lapoflove.com? Or? It is. Okay. I'm, I'm almost sure it's lapoflove.com. Okay. Man. And it's in home pet euthanasia service. Just honestly, just to not put the animal through the stress mm-hmm. of going to the vet and not have, and having, or, some... or even, and, and, and Kenner and I talked about this. She mentioned it. Can you imagine going into like, cause our, our, our doctors is uh Banfield at, at PetSmart in Woodhaven. Could you imagine carrying him in there, going to a back room, mm-hmm. having this done and having to walk out of the store and drive home? Right. I, I mean, and I know people have to do this sometimes that there's not a choice. That but, was, that was my experience yeah. with my, with my, uh, yeah. with my black lab. You know, yep. there's a reason why I don't watch Marley and me. Is oh because God. Yes. Of the experience that I had with the black, mm-hmm. with my black, I drove the dog too, because she was there. I couldn't get her to do anything. Yeah. Right. Drove her to the vet and yeah. she was already gone by the time I got there. Yeah. It was just, that's, yeah. That's it, you know, I still remember it, you know, like it was yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But, you know, for a service to come into your home, but you planned for this. Yes. Yeah. And you had, you had the foresight to plan yep. for it. A lot of folks 
you know, I was very, I was much younger, you know, when yeah, I had my right, experience. Sure. So I really wasn't keyed into certain yep, things. And right. I wish that I had that service, had known about a service like that mm-hmm. back, back then. Yeah. So, so those of you out there who may be struggling with this and whether you're doing the right thing, you are. It, it's in, 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 I, if your pets could talk and if they could express themselves, they would agree with that. Right. I get They're it. ready to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely the services lap of them. Here's the big thing. If you're dealing with grief, th- there are so many services out there that deal specifically with pet grief. I'm going to leave some links in the show notes for you to, to, to reach out. There are a couple of books I've had that specifically talk about grieving for pets too. Okay. Then I'll put the links of those in the show notes as well. So here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of support out there. A lot of people are, and, and this doesn't minimize what you're feeling, but so many people go through this numerous times in their lives. Fair. It's a lot of people know where you're at and they know what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And again, that doesn't diminish your feelings. It's just, you know, we can connect with each other. We're human beings. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we're here to help each other. Sure. So if you, if you need to reach out, definitely reach out. Uh, there are a ton of stuff. Take a look at the show notes. Um, and and if, if you need more than that, reach out to a professional, mm-hmm. see a therapist. I mean, you know, geez, people come to therapy for much less than that sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not down, downplaying that. You should, yeah, it's great mm-hmm. to go to therapy. Yeah. But Dave, Kendra, your yeah. son, I'm so sorry for your yep. loss. Thank you. We you appreciate know, it. It just, it, it, it breaks my heart. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's tough. And I, and I know other people that, that, because here's the thing, you, you, you understand when it happens to somebody else because we've been through it. Mm-hmm. And and those of people who've been through it know mm-hmm. how tough it is. Yes. So yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Love you, man. All right, folks. Yeah. I love you too, Matt. I appreciate <laughs> it. So, um, before we end, speaking of dogs and pets, if you want one, Oh, hold on. Um, let, me, let me get, let me make the screen really big yep, for make you. The oh, screen. Not, oh, not yours. Not me. There we go. Let's put you on the screen here. There we go. <laughs> okay. Th- you're going to love the name, Matt. Here we go. Jingles. Jingles. <laughs> I love it. Jingles. Jingles is a shepherd. We've had two shepherds this year. Jingles. Evening. Can we call him Mr. Jingles? Mr. Jingles. How old is he? <laughs> he was born in 2019, so he's probably about four. I was referring four-ish. to Four-ish? No, I know. Okay. To, to Mr. Jingles from the movie. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. The Green Mile, yes. German Shepherd. Uh, Dog-friendly, yes, with proper introduction. Okay. Kid-friendly, eight, eight plus. With proper introduction. Yeah, with proper introduction. <laughs> Cat-friendly, no. Okay, well, I it's with, a female, but uh, Jingles Jingles needs a home. You know what? You know a lot. A lot of the the pets that we show, yeah. kid friendly, dog friendly, cat friendly. Yeah, dogs. You just don't know if they're going to be cat friendly because it depends on the cat. Well, and plus that plus if they've never been around a cat, how would you know? Right. Yeah. So, anyways, but right. cat, yeah, but cats have a very varied personalities. Well, so do dogs. I yeah. mean, yeah, I guess it's that. We way. get when we adopted our cat. Yeah. They said dog friendly. No, I'll tell you what. Her best friend was a dog. Is a dog. Okay, now. there you go. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. So but, you never know. Yeah. So jingles, and that was yeah. through jingles the, uh, Detroit Dog Rescue. There it is. Dot com. Check it out. Mister Jingles needs a home. All right. It will not be my home. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Absolutely. All right, folks. Thanks for checking in. Those are our episodes on pet grief and bereavement. Again, reach out to me on Facebook if you want, if, if you're struggling with this or if you want to, um, you know, I even thought about like connecting up some people and just doing a Facebook group on, on people dealing with the same thing. So yeah, reach out if you're interested in something like that. We can put something together and, and kind of uh, support each other. Love that. Cool. Awesome, folks. All right. Everybody be safe. 
In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.